This is the Vancouver Giants pregame show. Turnover, now a pass forward on side. Lysel scores! A post at one end and a goal at the other. Zach Ostopchuk sends the Giants home winners. Taking you up to puck drop on Vancouver's home of hockey, Sportsnet 650. Dan Riccio and Satyar Shah. We are live here at the Langley Event Center on site for game three of the first round of the WHL playoffs. The Vancouver Giants, here your home of the Vancouver Giants, Sportsnet 650, hosting the Everett Silver Tips in game three. Series is tied up at one. And now, uh, owner of the Vancouver Giants, Ron Toigo, joins us table side. How's it going, Ron? Good, good. Good afternoon. Been a, Thanks for coming out. Yeah, it's uh, it's great out here. It's. Um, I, you know, coming into this series, it's uh, an eight versus a one. You know, Giants is an eight, and Everett coming in as the one seed. But pretty safe to say you're, you you got to be happy about getting a split. Yeah, actually, it, it we actually matched up well. We split the season series, and uh, we actually uh, beat them not that long ago. So uh, we we the team the team felt this is this is a uh, matchup that that we could win if uh, if everybody plays what they're capable of playing and. Um, our goaltending steps up, and you know Jasper's back, so that gives us a, a great shot in the arm, and um, and anything can happen. It's never happened before, so uh, why not now? <laughs> well, why not? I mean, I mean it, look at these last. It, it's been COVID and everything else, so why not this? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Right, and especially with, with the way Jasper can play when he's on top of his game. You mentioned mm-hmm. it does come down to goaltending in so yeah. many different ways, but just gives the group a different level of confidence as well when he's between the pipes. Yeah, you know, it's not the the how many shots. It's not that um, Jesper, um, you know, makes outstanding saves, although he does. But it's just, um, you know, the, 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 the team does play different uh, when he's there, and he does give them that confidence, and um, and that's a big part of it. And uh, and you see it in, at every level of hockey. It's um, You wonder uh, why the teams play better in front of some, but they just do, and it's just the confidence where they, you know, they, they may pinch before, you know, they wouldn't have before, and um, or they're, they're too busy blocking shots instead of uh, making a play and uh and no our, our game is much different with him our record's much different with him and uh and we're excited that he that he's back and looks like he's back for the rest of the series uh you mentioned uh, it's been a tough couple of years and it's been a tough couple of years for everybody but um how nice is it to see people back in here in the lec and join some playoff hockey yeah it'll be uh it's gonna be fun to watch and uh and see and see where we go from here you know, people start to uh, you know if we can pull this one off tonight we're you know friday should be a decent crowd and it should be um a lot of fun in this building like it was the last time we had a long playoff run and um and 2019 you know when it shut us down we were probably you know we we, we went the, the previous year we went to game seven of the final and um then lost in overtime but we felt the following year our team was was even better and um you know we added floor check to the lineup and uh we we were we were um, we'd, we'd been on a 10-game winning streak, and uh, we were looking forward to a big series with Seattle that weekend. And then we got shut down, and and that was it. It was our Byron's last year, and he was flying. And um, it would have been a fun fun series to, to to be in. It would have been a fun year to 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 we we probably we we, we really felt strongly we'd make it to the Memorial Cup that year. We had two goalies, both in those both those goalies are in the AHL now, and and we had all the pieces you needed. So. So we missed a cycle, and uh, last year, um, you know, it was a bubble year, and uh, we, we, that team was very good again. We, we probably had three of the best 20-year-olds in the league with Florchuk, Leaps, and Nelson, and uh, plus uh, 
uh, minor. We had him for for what would have been his final year, and uh, that would have been a you know a team that was all set to, to to have another good run as well. So we thought this year was going to be a down year because we, you know we, we'd been through that cycle, and then um, uh, Fabian Lysel, um, uh, Boston told us that they were going to send him to us, and so that changed our whole perspective on what what the year should be like, and um, so we. You know, we, we added to it and uh, thought we'd have a good run. We, going into uh, uh, Christmas, we were uh, ranked 10th in the in the country, and then uh, the World Juniors came, and Lysel left, and uh, the coach left, and and sort of left, and uh, and um, we uh, then we struggled, and we struggled uh, through that whole Christmas break, and we could, and for some reason, we just never could uh, turn it around again, and then we ran into a bunch mm-hmm. of injuries. Then Jesper missed the last couple months, basically, of the season, or last month of the season or so. And um, now we think we, we don't, we're starting to get healthy. We're starting to get back together again, and um, anything can happen. Well, you mentioned coming into the season and perhaps thinking of, of it as a bit of a you know retool to put yourself in a position. You get Fabian Lysel, and you have to make a decision on Justin Sordov because of you know what's going to happen with him in the future and the control you guys have on him. And at the same time, you're trying to be competitive, but you also have to think long term. How challenging is it to make a decision like that mm-hmm. on a player like Sordov when you know you got to walk the short term and also the long term? Yeah, well, uh, we thought Cole Shepard was coming back and uh, uh, and going to you know fill that a bit of that void um and so we we thought you know we we knew we we were probably we need to restock the shelves and the best way to do it is with draft picks and um so going into this draft we have three first rounders in the first 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 round so Mm -hmm. so that's a good way to add pieces in a hurry and uh not many times you get an opportunity to do that and it's difficult if it was to do that but in spite of that we, we felt that we were still good enough we even with Soares, we didn't. We weren't the top team in the league. Mm-hmm. We weren't one of those. Te- we didn't see ourselves taking a long run to the Mem Cup, but we felt we could make the playoffs and 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 get our young guys time to to, to develop to understand what it is to play in the playoffs and all the rest of it. So we felt we were still pretty competitive, and then um, we you know we moved Brown, but we brought Cotton in, and Cotton you know it's the dread, dealt a Detroit draft pick, um, he's a leading defenseman scorer two years ago before the thing got shut down and. So we didn't. We, we felt, you know, we actually we we thought we improved on the back end by, by making that move, and so we 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 came out of the deadline thinking that you know we you know we lost up front with Soares, but we picked it up mm-hmm. in the back end, and we think you know with with Cole coming back and all the rest of the things, we thought we'd be able to compete and uh, and be the middle of the pack, and uh, you know we never thought we'd be the last team in the playoffs, and right. uh, but in spite of all that, it, it ended up being a good match for us. We end up with uh, the seventh pick overall, and you know, so a roundabout way it might work out in both ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and here uh, going into Game Three against Everett, series tied up at one. You mentioned uh, Lysel. Um, you hear so much about his skating ability. I mean, uh, he's he's been quite the pleasure to watch here in Vancouver. Yeah, he really is. He, I mean, he's worth the price of admission, and um, he's uh, you know that that. Game we won uh, five assists. Um, he, I don't know how many minutes he played that night, but um, you know him and Zach uh, really work well together. And, and, and Hall was there to, mm-hmm. to, to finish off. Uh, he had a hat trick that night, so that line is really clicking. But Lysel is a very special player. Um, you know we've had some extremely talented guys through through the years here, and he's right up there with the best of them. And uh, but 
his skating is is, is uh, you know it's like like I said earlier, he's like watching the ice capade. This guy can can fly around people and uh, he can turn on a dime and um, he's a very agile guy and uh, and he's going to be fun to watch and uh, you know he's going to have a lot of years in the Boston Bruins system and. Um, uh, we'll see him uh, in Rogers Arena after this. Well, you've also seen some pretty dynamic players, and you've had some pl- pretty dynamic players mm-hmm. with the Giants over the years. So to say that about um, Lysel says quite a bit because, you know, Bowen Byron with how he skates yeah. go through the years. I mean, Brule when he was uh, in, oh, in his yeah. prime, yeah. I mean, the power and yeah. the speed that he played with. So for him to kind of be in that discussion, it, it says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It really does. And uh, and he is at that, that elite level. And um and you know, Brule to me might be the best junior player I've ever seen. Yeah. And and, and now the, people forget how dominant he was. He was. He was, yeah. he was uh, for hitting. For when you needed a goal, you knew mm-hmm. he was Brule like. Where when he's on the ice, you, you go, okay, what's he gonna do? And um, for him not to make it to the next level in the NHL is still one of the biggest. I don't know. I, I, disappointment might not be the right word, but but surprise is really because um, he had all the attributes to do it. Yeah. And um, it wasn't from lack of effort or lack of preparation. It's just, you know, things happen, and uh, it's hard to comprehend why things like that when somebody is that good and that talented and had a bit of a run. I think he went up too early, and, you know, when he broke his collarbone, I think it set him back a bit and because um, he, he couldn't play the game he played at our level at the NHL without breaking because those guys yeah. were bigger, stronger, faster, And uh, but he's tried to play that way, and it took him a while to figure it out and adapt to it. But uh, so, you know... Um, Hopefully Lysel doesn't fall in the same. Yeah. You know, uh, he plays a much different game, so I think he's and the NHL is much different today than it was then. So I don't anticipate, I don't see that happening with him. But uh, you know, and then Zach Asachuk, he's just, you know he, he's he's done the the traditional development where he's just gotten better and better every game, every year. Works hard uh, against skating. He's an unbelievable skater, and and that's the name of the game today. And uh, I'm sure. Uh, he'll be up in with Ottawa for a while before we send we see him back next year. So you know we've got a couple of guys like guys like that are that are really key to the lineup. But we need to um, you know build again through the draft and and start adding players like that and uh, and get get got, get going on uh, our next uh, cycle of uh, guys that are going to give us a shot at the championship. He is your captain as well, Zach Ostopchuk, and you know a player that, uh, as you mentioned, just goes through a traditional development path. But what what makes him a quality captain of this team? His leadership abilities. Um, you know, not, he's not a yell, raw, raw guy, but his um, his work ethic is uh, second to none. He's the hardest working guy yeah. on the team, um, and uh, you know he leads through through example. And um, there's nothing he won't do. Uh, he cares so much about. Uh, you know, the crest and and the and the, and the brand and um, and um, you know if you're around the guy you just you just have to work at, you know try to work as hard as mm-hmm. him and uh, and that's really important and um, those guys are hard to come up with and uh, so we're, we're extremely fortunate that that uh, he's a he's a drafted captain and uh, it's you like guys that that have been part of your they they played their whole career with you to, to be the leaders on your team and uh, and he's and he's a great leader for us. And he seems to be one of those guys that really hits the character markers really well and has kind of the intangibles and the leadership. And for him to kind of have that figured out at a young age, it says a lot about him, but also probably about his upbringing, doesn't yeah. it? Well, yeah, definitely. He's he's had um, you know a, a very a 
I don't say difficult life, yeah. but he, but he's had, he's been through some traumatic times in life. He mm-hmm. lost his father at a young age and and had to grow through that and uh, just him and his mom figuring things out and uh, you grow up in a hurry and uh, and he takes care of his mom and he's worried about, you know and then it's um, it's challenging um, but it, it develops your character mm-hmm. in a hurry and um, you know he's uh, he he he's he's messed out on the the, the part of growing up with his you know. His dad seeing him have success and all mm-hmm. those things that, that are really important in people's lives. But um, he's adopted, and and, uh, he's, and like I said, his mom's there for him, and, and uh, I'm sure she's as proud as anybody on his success. And we're all extremely proud of Zach, how he's evolved, and, uh, and you know, getting drafted in the second round yeah. and getting and signing a contract, and uh, you know, we, we couldn't be happier for, for him, and uh, he's well-deserved. Uh, we've gotten to know your your GM Barkley Parnetta and in, uh, interviews through the years, and you know as you mentioned earlier, he's built the team that went through that cycle, and you had a chance, it got close to to get into the Mem Cup, and now you're you're recalibrating. Uh, what can you say about the job Barkley Parnetta's mm-hmm. done? Yeah, no, he's um, he's certainly had his challenges as well. Uh, you know, the, the, no question that that first couple of years was a lot of fun, and uh, it seemed easy, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but. It's a difficult job. It's really difficult to, to I mean, you see what the NHL goes through mm-hmm. uh, trying to pick guys that are that are 18. Uh, you know, we're, we're doing it at 15. And, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, how much they grow in that next couple of years and what they evolve to and then all the characters that comes with it. And uh, it's a very difficult job. And, you know, and, and you don't know for a couple of years whether it, whether it, whether it works or not. And uh, so overall, I think, uh, you, you know, he's done a good job. And, uh, like, I think um, – We'd all like to have a couple do-overs and whatever, whatever it is. And uh, but uh, you know, overall on balance, I think um, we're 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 pleased on um, on where we're at as far as the the, the player pool is going. I think everybody would you know, thinks this year should have been a lot different than it was. And um, but it's that's I think this year is more to do with injuries and and guys that um, key injuries at the wrong time and mm-hmm. and losing guys to like the world juniors and things like that and then and just not having enough depth in the lineup to just uh, sustain the, the the winning that was going on prior to those guys leaving so um we're uh, like i said we're 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 lucky to have a, a fresh start in, in the playoffs mm-hmm. uh with most of our team together you know, we still got cole still out and which which uh you know if he gets back in the lineup friday we're hoping and that would add a lot more yeah. skill to our lineup, and um, if we could be healthy, we can beat anybody, and uh, and we're we're just about there. And uh, the timing might work out where we could have a little bit of a run here, and it'll be a lot of fun to watch. And and also having some energetic young players sometimes don't know any better by getting these opportunities that can also can really come through yeah. in the postseason. I mean, I mean, you, you talk about setting the stage and getting experience for guys. Colton Roberts, you're talking about a 15-year-old on the yeah. back end who played one game in the postseason already. I mean, how valuable, how, I mean, how invaluable is this entire experience for a guy like him that could be a huge part of your, hopefully, success down the road? Oh, no question about it. And, um, you know, Mazden Leslie, he's 16, and uh, he played in the bubble as a 15-year-old. And, uh, you know, the amount of minutes he's getting, he's top four on the back end and doing a great job. Um, you know, this, these playoff minutes are invaluable for Mm-hmm. for the development of that um you know Halliburton was was uh probably you know one of the top 16 year olds in the league and unfortunately he's, he's out for the year and this would have been really good for him but but when he comes back next year he'll just pick up where he was so 
so we've got guys coming and uh and it's gonna it's gonna be fun to, to watch that and um but yeah but as far as guys that that are you know uh, Lankow scored his first goal in the yeah. game one and uh Damon Lankow's kid Damon's Damon Damon's kid and yeah. Damon played for me in Tri-City right. so it's uh <laughs> Yeah. Now you know you're getting old when, the, when, when your kids used to play for you. Super got their underrated kids now. NHLer yeah. too, yeah. David uh, Tough player too. Yeah, and Colton seems to yeah. have uh, his father's toughness as well. He's got his dad's yeah. grit. Yeah. He doesn't have his hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe they'll come. But uh, yeah. no, Damon was. Um, you know, Damon was the same size in junior that he was. In, he's five ten, one eighty through his whole career, and and um, he got his twenty goals a year, and. Yeah. Uh, he could fight as good as anybody, and uh, and he was uh, as competitive as anybody. But yeah, he had a good career. Um, he had the strangest injury um, where he was falling down when he was playing for Calgary, and a slap shot hit him right, right. on the back yeah, of the yeah, neck. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You just Google that, and you see that that is the weirdest. And it is, and as he's falling, he gets hit. He right. gets hit right in the back of the spine, and 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 he was out for quite some time. They thought he was paralyzed for life, but yeah. he was made actually. Um, came around and uh, but yeah no uh, Lang's was a hell of a player and uh, and I think his 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 kids got his character and his work ethic and um, you know I think the rest will come come around but uh, but you're right but guys guys getting more ice time than they usually get and then they start to get rewarded for it. So you think uh, an upset could be on the cards here? I really do. I think um, this is a big game tonight and uh, uh, if we could pull it off tonight and. then the guys really start believing. I mean, they started. They yeah. were they were believing after game one. Yeah. Um, and what happens when you're in there and you and then you get, you've already got the split. You know, you want the second one, but you know it's just you know and they're home ice advantage now. Yeah. <laughs> home ice advantage, but uh, that crowd there on Saturday night and and it was uh, they knew they had to win that night and yeah. um, and you know our goalie wasn't playing, Jesper wasn't playing, and so a lot of things and a couple more guys fell out of the lineup that night. So. So we understood why we didn't win that night, but uh, we think tonight we have all the pieces to pull it off. Uh, excited about some playoff atmosphere here at the yeah, NBC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I think Friday is probably going to be a better size of crowd, mm-hmm. but, but uh, you don't need many in here to make it feel like uh, it, you know, there's a lot of people here. And, make, and, and the people that are here are really into mm-hmm. it and uh, make a lot of noise, so it should be a lot of fun. Uh, final thing, do you think a uh, Mem Cup bid could be coming in the future? You know, we wouldn't do it unless we had a team that can win it. And um, last, I hate it when guys, you know, they, they get it and the team's average yeah. and uh, and you go in there and, you know, you just, it's hard to get excited about it. When we did it, um, we were, you know, one of the best teams in the country or the best team in the country. And <clears throat> we'd, we'd been in it the year before mm-hmm. and, uh, and we were bringing most of our group back. So we felt um, it was it was worth, worth the bid and, Thank God we did. It was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sixteen thousand to call see him and uh, mm-hmm. pulling that off was. We'd love to do it again, but uh, we got to make sure we have the team that can do it. Awesome. Uh, well, Ron, all the best in, all right. uh, in this playoffs here. Thanks, Thank guys, you. and thanks for coming out and uh, appreciate the support. Yeah, it's Ron Toygo, owner of the uh, Vancouver right. Giants, as we're here at the Langley thanks, Event Ron. Center. Uh, coming up. Uh, we're going to have our pregame roundtable with uh, the play-by-play crew. But before we do that, let's hear from head coach of the Vancouver Giants, Michael Dick. Uh, we'll get that in a moment as uh, we'll hear from the Vancouver Giants head coach pregame. Yeah, it was a good discussion with, with Ron about a number of different things. I mean, 
the story sometimes, especially for these WHL teams, oftentimes don't get told. And, you know, Zach Ostopchuk, the stuff that he's been through, and for him to be a leader at this age and come through in the postseason now that he is, there's a really good story there. And I know people have talked about a lot during his draft year, but he's one of those guys that's really easy to root for. And if he yeah. makes it to the, to the show and has a long career, he's going to be one of those guys that gets talked about for a long time in Vancouver, not just because of his play on the ice, but also because of all the other things that he that he's able to bring at this young age. Uh, let's hear from uh, the coach, Michael Dick. Coach, the last time a playoff game was played in this building for the Vancouver Giants, May 10th, 2019, a victory against the Prince Albert Raiders that kept your season alive, and we all know sort of what happened from there. But just the sheer fact of being back in here for a playoff game years later, speak to the excitement of being able to welcome playoff hockey back to this building. Oh, it's great to be, uh, great to be here tonight to play game one. I, uh, I can't think of a better time of the year with... The sun shining and uh, you know the, the the excitement of coming back, especially after getting the split in Everett uh, and uh, and getting things going here at the LEC tonight. Big picture, what do you take away from games one and two of the series so far? Well, game one, I thought we played the way we wanted to play. I thought uh, you know we we were resilient when we fell behind and. and uh, and we never really got away from what we wanted to do. Game two, uh, you know, we dug a hole for ourselves, and, and obviously, you get down four goals to these guys. It's a, it's a pretty deep hole to climb out of, uh, and a lot of that was was discipline. And you know, eight power plays is far too many for not only the ever silver tips, but you know, a short, somewhat of a short lineup, and especially you know some of our. Some of our go-to guys playing a lot of minutes, so we, we can't have uh, we can't have uh, guys burning burning themselves out killing penalties. So that, I think that was a big part of uh, you know of, of us not not having any success in game two. Yes, where Vikman is back in goal, Colton Lankow back in up front. Uh, I mean, I know the injury list for this Giants team right now is still fairly lengthy, but um, two key personnel back in the game that that were both big factors in game one. Absolutely. I mean, for 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 Jesper, you know, the just his presence alone in Game One was uh, was such a boost. Uh, you know, Lang's Lang's played such a good game for us, uh, scoring his first goal and and being physical and being his tenacious self. Uh, we really missed him in Game Two. The fact that we're two games through this series now, the, the young players, three rookies, in fact, scored a goal for your team in game two. Um, is, is sort of the shock and awe over now? Things are, are things maybe a better way to phrase that is are, are things a little more settled now for some of the, the, the more inexperienced players? You sort of know what to expect. You can sort of just play. I think so. I, I think, you know, at the same time, we want to reestablish ourselves here uh, for game three. I, I thought we, want, we did that in game one. We lost that in game two, and we're going to have to do it again here in game three. No Alex Wetlikoff for Everett, two-game suspension. Um, you've seen what, what this team can throw at you, so knowing that, looking at game three in a vacuum, Coach, keys to your team's success tonight. Well, we certainly want to take advantage of that. He's, he's, he's one of their better players and, and certainly a presence in the face-off circle. So, you know, as far as face-offs go, uh, I think we want to take advantage of the fact he's not in the lineup. Although... This is the kind of team that raises their level when they do miss a guy like that. So you're going to see, you're going to see guys like uh, Hooten and, and Hofer and, and Goot and Campbell and 
and uh, hammering. Even some of the younger guys are going to raise their level. They're they're going to be a they're going to be a better team. I think they're going to have a better team game without this guy. So you know, we got to be prepared for that, and we got to get back to the things that we did really well in game one. That is uh, head coach of the Vancouver Giants, Michael Dick, uh, joining Dan O'Connor, the play-by-play man. Our pregame roundtable, it's the Giants and Everett Silvertips, game three. And the first one at home for the Giants in this series. It's all tied up at one. Pregame roundtable with our play-by-play crew is next as the Vancouver Giants and Everett Silvertips will tip, not tip off, they will have puck drop after 7 (laughs) o'clock. Thinking about the NBA playoffs, I guess. Uh, Puck Drop is coming up, and the pregame roundtable is next on Sportsnet 650. More of the Vancouver Giants pregame show on Vancouver's home of hockey, Sportsnet 650. Yeah, continuing on here live from the Langley Event Center, Dan Riccio and Satyar Shah. It's the site of Game 3 of this first-round series in the WHL playoffs. Vancouver Giants hosting the Everett Silver Tips, and uh, it's a... 1-1 series tie. Uh, they split the opening two in Everett. Joining us now, our play-by-play team, Dan O'Connor and Bill Wilms. Gentlemen, uh, what was the takeaway from the first two games? Start with you, Bill. Well, a, a couple things. Uh, you know, it, it ended up being basically Vancouver's top line, and because of the injuries to Berezowski, and tonight, obviously, their, their uh, Swetlikov kid not going to be in the lineup it became a case of Lysel Hall and a stop chuck really dominating in game one. Um, you know, they were, you know, they had 15 shots on goal. I think he got 11 points. Uh, Lysel had six or five assists in the game by itself. And, uh, you know, they, their coaching staff, Dennis Williams, actually said we had no answer to Fabian Lysel. That's quite an admission. And one of the reasons they had no answer to Fabian Lysel, guys, is because he uses so much of the ice. He's a forward. He's a right winger. But that's the last place he plays is chained to the wall. He goes all over. All right. Now, playoffs are all about adjustments, right? That was game one. And Vancouver came back from a, a 2 nothing deficit, a 4-2 defi- a, a 3-1 deficit, and a 4-2 deficit. So ultimately, they outscored him 5-2 after falling down b- behind uh, 2 nothing. But game two... All of a sudden, that line comes up with three assists and uh, three shots on goal. There was just nothing there. And they had an answer for that line. Now, you go into game three, home ice, Vancouver has last line change. Um, that could be a factor because that is Fabian Lysel is a special, special player. You know, Boston knows exactly what they're getting. Yeah. They don't have to worry about that kid not showing up for a game. He's going to show up. General managers, coaches in the National Hockey League have got no use for inconsistency. You've got to bring it and, and be counted on. And this is what he does for our hockey club. But really quickly, an interesting thing, four goalies all used in the first two games. <laughs> uh, first period, guys, a concern. Uh, Everett Silvertips have six goals in the first period of the series. The Giants without a first period goal. You hearken back to the regular season. These teams have played one another six times. Everett has scored the first goal in all six meetings. Regular season Mm -hmm. playoffs combined. Would love to see that change here tonight. Get... um uh, I I think when I look at the ebbs and flows and the highs and lows of a series, uh, 
do not discount the significance of Alex Svetlikov being out of the lineup for the Everett Silvertips. They're two top scorers now, guys. Not playing tonight. Probably not playing Friday as well. Now, the difference being... The Everett Silvertips had 10 guys on their roster with 40 or more points. The Giants had three. But all of a sudden, you take those two guys out. You come back with a split. If you're the Vancouver Giants, we were talking a little bit off air here. This is doable for Vancouver. Mm -hmm. You're not going to do it all in one night. But if you get the goaltending, if you control your special teams, you take a 2-1 lead in this series, then all of a sudden the pressure really starts to mount for the Everett Silvertips Friday night, who have to come back here, back into this building, needing a win to essentially even up the series again. It's a big ask, especially when home ice advantage, temporarily anyway, is now back in favor of the Vancouver Giants. You, you know, he and I have this discussion i won't say an argument but (laughs) it's always a case of and and he's right too in many cases where you 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 focus on who you're playing against right i'm always concerned about as a as a former coach and michael dick and all the guys i've talked over all these years i focus on my team right now when you take one guy out of the lineup like berezowski their top scorer yeah okay i get it still focusing on my guys you take the top two scorers out of the lineup now you got my attention a little bit. Now it's a case, okay, you know what, with last change and so on and so forth, you can uh, and make some adjustments. But I remember Freddie Shiro coaching Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, they were playing Boston Stanley Cup final one year, and, and he was asked what he thought about uh, the Bruins' Wayne Cashman, what kind of a, a, a game he had that night. He said, I, honestly, I didn't notice him. I watched my own guys. Yeah. But, well, you know, one thing that – kind of does stand out to me what you guys talking about how the Giants are matching up right now with Everett too and to your point Bill you take two of their better players out of Everett it closes the gap but with the way Lysel plays on any given night he can be the best player on the ice so if you have the best player on the ice and potentially the best player in the series now you get saves that's how you piece it together I mean we've seen this in the past it's not a it's not a recipe to win the the, the Memorial Cup and get to the very end but in, in order to catch lightning in a bottle and win a series, mm-hmm. if you have the best player, you get saves, you can get it done mm-hmm. doing that. But, but I think, Sat, now the real question for the Vancouver Giants is, is who among the, the soldiers mm-hmm. is going to step up and be a factor in the series? You, you, you are getting about as much juice from the lemon as you could possibly ask for yeah. so far in the series from Adam Hall, Fabian Lysel, and Zacho Stopchuk. But now all of a sudden when you are at home and you are controlling the the line changes, um, you've got three goals in game two. They were all from rookies. That's in a 7-3 game. It was 4-0 after the first period. Not to disparage what they did, Mazden Leslie, Ethan Semenuk, Jaden Lipinski, but all of those goals sort of came when the result of the game was pretty much all but decided. Tonight, at home. Maybe it is a Justin Lees to score the first goal. Maybe it is a, a Connor Horning from the back end, Bill. Somebody to to factor into the scoring. Ty Thorpe doesn't have a point yet in the series. He was the second leading scorer for this team. Of course, his his effect is in the faceoff circle. It's killing penalties. It's doing a little bit of everything for this team. But tonight, especially at home, when, when you look at what the depth situation is like for both of these lineups, this game screams to me contributions from a Ty Thorpe, a Justin Lees, an Ethan Semenuk, a Jaden Lipinski. If the Giants can get some secondary scoring, I think it bodes extremely well for their cause. Well, yeah, I've said this at the start of the first game the other night in in Everett. I I think 
Don't forget these two. These two teams haven't played playoff hockey in two years. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous that you, that at this stage of their development, 17, 18, 19 years old, they don't have playoff hockey. Now they've got two. And as a coach, I think at both benches, they have to look and see which kids on their team are able to adjust to this next level of yeah. intensity. Now, can the guys that he talked about do that? I, I don't know. You hope so. But you got to. You know, you got to grow where you're planted. And, and role players now are very, very important. Do what your role is. Is Justin Lees, as you mentioned, is he a goal scorer? Is he not a goal scorer? Don't try to be a goal scorer if you're not a goal scorer. Okay, and, and it, it, it goes for all of these, you know, the different guys and what they bring to the table. Their top four score, our top four scorers so far in two games are three forwards and a defenseman. And exactly the same amount of points as their top four scorers, three forwards and a defenseman. Okay. They both of those that group of four, and I'm not that big a stat guy, guys. Believe me, I, I really am not. Those four guys have got 18 points on both sides. Here's the difference: their top four are plus 16. We are plus three. I'm not sure in all of my career, even as a coach, to broadcast, I'm, I've never been able to put a real good significance on plus minus. I know that minus. 15 is great at the Bob Hope Desert Classic. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, I know one thing, plus 16 versus plus 3, I know that that plus 16, when you're that, when your group is, your four guys on the ice are plus 16, I, I've come to the conclusion, guys, that means good things are yes. happening when they're on the ice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right? I think and that's a safe you, conclusion. It's a, it's a safe conclusion that good things are happening, whereas if your group is minus 5, not so good things are happening on the ice. But that's what happened after uh, two games, and they, you know, it's about adjustments. You start all over again. Well, it does. It does help to get your goalie back for game three. Big time. Vikman coming back into the net. Well, yeah, and, and and Dan, you can address this too. For me, the problem is has been for the last part of the season too. Um, it was a distraction. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a distraction to your own team. You had goaltenders. Uh, well, even in the series against Everett in the season, three Vancouver goaltenders yeah. were using yeah. the, you know, in the games. Uh, when you're starting to worry about your own end of the ice instead of the goaltender at the other end, oh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Do we pull them? Do we not? I, I think I thought Gursky played well in game two, even though he did give up the goals he did. And I'll tell you, I thought he played well last two games of the season so that he has cemented his backup position with this team. We actually went with a 15-year goal t- fifteen year goaltender at one point at the end of the season. Yeah, and he got a win that, that probably helped the Giants clinch their spot in the playoffs in Kelowna. But, you know, that can't be the case, man. You can't count on a mm-hmm. 15-year-old getting you wins. Prodigy. It, it, well, yeah. Prodigy I mean, or not, though. Well, exactly. Very good. But you know what? I mean, it's, it's tough. I think they've cemented their goaltending, and for whatever reason, guys, Jesper Weichmann, uh, this team plays with a lot of confidence when he's in net. Uh, when Bowen Byram was on the ice, guys, every single other player on the ice played an inch or two taller or, yeah. or just maybe an inch or two calmer because when, when he was on the ice, everything just sort of slowed down. It, it's very similar when Jesper Weichmann is in the net. Mm-hmm. There, there, there is, you know, there is that security blanket type of mentality where we're right or wrong it's just sort of the way it is yeah. when it comes to Vikman. i mean you you hear the reaction from game number one um just the the effect that his presence in the net had for this giants team 
And, and I'm with you, Bill. Th- th- this series, if if Jesper Weichmann plays today, tomorrow, and Saturday, because those are the three games that we know for sure are coming in this series, then I, I would consider it a massive blessing for the fact that for the past two months, there has been way more time and energy than any of us would care to admit when it comes to, is Will Gursky going to seize the net? No. Is Connor Martin? Now it's his turn. Can he seize the, the net? the 15-year-old. Oh, wait. Yeah. Neither of them was able to, so now we're going to try this 15-year-old named Matthew Hutchison, and wait, he wins this game, but is he going to seize the net? No. Okay, well then, mm-hmm. on and on and on, and it's a bit like Groundhog Day where you're just figuring out, okay, which goalie is it going to be today that we're going to sort of rest our hopes on? Yes, for Weichmann is that guy for the Vancouver Giants. Now it's just a matter of keeping him healthy and making sure that more than anything, he is physically good, but mentally good as well. I mean, coming back from his injury, there is, I mean, the the, the physical component is obvious. You can do the rehab, you can do the recovery, you can get there physically. I think the major battle then becomes between the years because you go 0-100 to in game one of a playoff game after not playing a serious hockey game for about the better part of two months. It's uh, it's it's no easy feat, and, and he passed that test on Friday with flying colors. Let's see what he has in store tonight now that he's back in the Giants' net. Bottom line, guys, uh, goaltendings have to be, goaltenders yeah. in playoffs have to be one of the three stars. And, and they haven't yet they been haven't a yet. star in this series on either side. And right. In fact, the Giants haven't had a goaltender in the three stars since Weichmann went down March 4th, was it? Yeah. I don't know how many games that was, but I don't see tonight and Friday, and certainly not the next game in Everett, which is guaranteed Saturday night. Yeah, I can't see a Vancouver Giant team winning without, if it's Vikman or whether it's Gursky, they've got to be one of the three best players on the ice, if not the best player. Got to yeah. steal a game. You got to, yeah, they got to steal. It. I mean, really, well, yeah. yeah. That's I how your upsets happen. You got to steal a game somewhere. Absolutely, and. You know, it's, it, it's, I don't want to say it's a low bar, but, hey, come on. This is a team that was, these two teams were separated by how many points? By 43 points yeah. in the standings, and it might have even been 47 points. It was 53 points to 100. It was 47 points, and you, you double down on the fact, guys, that an eighth seed has never beaten never. one seed yeah. since 2002. And, and since you're going to do that without a goalie being one of the, th- one of yeah. the three yeah. best players? Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Now, you guys have been around long enough to, to know that Carter Hart was in net for Edmonton mm-hmm. or for Everett. Uh, Dustin Wolf was a goalie for yeah. uh, Everett. I mean, they've always had goalies there for two or three years, the number one goalie in Western Hockey League. They're playing a kid tonight. What's he, an eighth-round draft pick in yeah. Bantam? Was that a tenth-round draft pick? Braden Holt for them. I mean, they don't have that guy back yeah. there that we are so used to seeing. So, again, all of this talk for one word, doable. Doable. Yeah. You know, and, and that's how it gets pieced together. We talk about the players that are not going to be there forever, suspension and injuries. And what if the Giants get some health as time goes on? Cole Shepard, we had Ron Toy go on. He mentored there's a chance we see him this series at some point. Uh how much of a boost can he give him? Mean, you start piecing it together, right? Goalie steals a game. A guy comes back, provides you a little bit of something with his speed and his the, the, talent. There's an underlying player that, that yeah. has a game, that, that has a goal and an assist. And maybe it is, you know, one of those depth players, one of those role players makes their way into the three-star conversation. Uh, I, I like to 
point this back, guys, to the who's going to be the John Drews? Who's going to be yeah. the Fernando Pisani? <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, who is going to be that, uh, you know, that Rafi Torres type player who, who scores the big goal against the run of play when, you know what, you've got Daniel and Henrik Sedin on your bench, but you've got Rafi Torres scoring yeah. early in an overtime to, to win a game. You know, uh, it's It's just... Playoffs are built for heroes, and who is it going to be? Well, yeah, Mark Lamb, coach of uh, uh, Prince George, when he was with the Oilers and they, they won the Stanley Cup, uh, he was the, sto- the story of the playoffs. So he got something like, I don't know, 10 or 8, eight to 10 goals in the playoffs. Nobody counted. He was a checker, yeah. you know. So, so there's always somebody. I, you know, is, is it a guy who I'm bullish on, Adam Hall, number, he's on that top yeah. line. It's, it's Lysel, it's Ostopchik, it's Hall. He had the three goals in Everett. Again, went quiet as that whole line did game two. For me, that's probably the guy I would pinpoint and say, um, you know what, he could be the guy. I mean, he's had a decent year, but he hasn't had the year that there's still a lot of music in that kid that he can still deliver, and you hate to see a guy die with music still in him. Now, the thing with uh, Cole Shepard, not so much as, well, yes, as much as his offense, he draws penalties. You yeah. know, Fabian Lysel, I would be willing to bet you has drawn more. They don't have the stat in the Western Hockey League. I'll bet he's drawn yeah. more penalties than than uh, than anybody in, in, the, in the league. The, the only guy that I think is even remotely in that same conversation with him is probably Logan Stankoven and Kamloops. Yep, and, and I mean, they, they, when people watch, people that come into the game, if you're listening, you watch, uh, uh, you know, Fabian Lysel, uh the mechanics, they say, of his skating, of his body position, his hips, his knees, is almost perfect. Yeah. Which allows him to change gears effortlessly. This makes him so efficient, too. So efficient a skater. He's still, in my opinion, struggling a little bit with uh, the smaller ice. He stick handles himself. He has a puck so much that he stickles, stick handles himself into, into trouble a few times. But... Uh, you know, Barkley Pernetta, he says in 25 years of hockey, and this might be a stretch, but I'll just say it for what it's worth. He says he's only seen, uh, you know, two skaters better than him, you know, Connor McDavid and Pavel Burry. I mean, that's high praise. That's pretty high praise, yeah. And Boston said that only Lysol was the only player that was untouchable at trade deadline this mm-hmm. year, unless they got some offer that yeah. they couldn't refuse. There was a... Uh... Some rumors with the Vancouver Canucks for uh, Connor Garland, but obviously nothing came about of that. And as you mentioned, Lysel just not touchable from uh, the Bruins' perspective. On the other side, the Silver Tips, you mentioned they're, they're missing their two top scorers. Uh, Olin Zellweger's had quite a year, 78 points from the back end. Is he uh, kind of the key man to slow down tonight for the Giants? Well, yeah. I, I think it's Zellweger for sure on the back end. And, and guys, I mean, he's... Uh... We, we, we got spoiled watching Bowen Byram here for, for a few years with the Giants. I mean, Olin Zellweger is right up there. Mm. I mean, he's a uh, he, he's only 18, and, and the Anaheim Ducks. I mean, if you want to think about Jamie yeah. Drysdale and Olin Zellweger on that blue line for the next 10 mm. years, sign me up. Um, Nico Hootenen is, is the one guy up front for, for Everett who has really morphed his way into a factor in this series. The last player. Last player taken in the NHL draft. Mr. Irrelevant. The He's Mr. Irrelevant. The 224th overall pick in 2021 was Nico Hootenin. All he did to reward the Tampa Bay Lightning for that selection is score 33 goals this season in the WHL as a rookie, 77 points. He's got six points in the series to lead all silver tips, and he's got a bit of a... Uh, 
you know, in the same way that Fabian Lysel plays with a bit of fire and a bit of yeah, swagger, Nico Hootenin does the same mm. thing. He scored the 4 nothing goal, skated right in front of the Giants bench with a celebration right in front of there. There is a flair to yeah. his game. And um, curious to see if he doesn't become sort of public enemy number one for the Everett Silvertips in this building as this series now shifts to the LEC. I, I have a guy doing stats for us. Uh, and I asked him tonight, I said, the one thing I want you to do, uh, not, yeah, it's numbers. I want him to, to chart the number of exits that Zellweger makes out of his own zone, either carrying the puck, mainly carrying the puck. You know, that team only has one guy over six feet on defense. This yeah. is a small group. Yeah. But Zellweger goes back for the puck faster than anybody I've seen. And that, wow. your skating isn't just, a lot of people think good skating is going up the ice with the puck as a defenseman. You know, going back and retrieving it is very important. And uh, he moves it up the ice in a hurry. And I think Vancouver has to, to your point, they have to have an answer for that. There's no question. If he's if, if they come out of there, if they exit their blue line, it, it's incredible, guys, in Everett with 7,000 fans in the building. When the silver tips exit their zone, the crowd noise goes way up just on the exit. <laughs> It's that it's that wild a place. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it seems like a great environment to be at oh. to watch a playoff game. And you know, just I want to get your just your thoughts on that. You mentioned defending, and it's not just about how you how fast you skate up the ice with the puck, and also how fast you skate back to get the puck, exactly. but also the angles you take oh, and the totally. lanes you take. I mean, and that is one of the most underrated parts, I think, of smart defensemen. Well, Byram, Byram's angle. He wasn't a hitter, mm-hmm. at least. He could, he, but didn't he have could. to. He could. He didn't have to. His game was geometric. He mm. defended geometrically. His angles were, to your point, perfect. And he was one of the few guys, like Zellweger, when he go back for the puck, Bowen Byron, when he went for the puck in his own zone, he already, before he got to the puck, was thinking exit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most guys, especially the rookies and the average players, if you're a 19-year-old, and you haven't, as a defenseman, haven't taken the next step. Okay, you, you're, you're kind of stuck at 19. Uh, you're an okay defenseman. But if you are trying to make a pass in your own zone to help yourself, rookies are doing that all the time. I made a pass, I helped myself. Phew, I didn't turn it over. And then you start making a play to help your team, and then you take the next level, and you're making a play to create a scoring chance. Uh, and for my money... I, I just don't think Vancouver has enough of those defensemen this year. Uh, gentlemen, it's uh, it's going to be great to see how the rest of the series plays out. Have a great call tonight. Appreciate Thank you. you coming Thanks here, for having guys. us. Yeah, yeah. welcome. Uh, Absolutely. Fantastic. There is uh, Dan O'Connor and Bill Wilms. They will have the call. Game three, Giants and Silver Tips coming up just after the top of the clock. Dan Richo, Satyar Shah will be back tomorrow, the penultimate game of the Vancouver Canucks season. We'll bring you the pregame against the L.A. Kings on Sportsnet 650. For producers Canberra and Justin Morissette, my co-host Satyar Shah, I'm Dan Richo. This has been Canuck Central on Sportsnet 650.